Hello and welcome to the Evolving Hockey Podcast. My name is Sean and I'm joined by the Evolving Wild Twins, Josh and Luke. We'd first like to start off this podcast by congratulating uh, Chucky and Kylie on their engagement. Uh, 24 is a really scary age to get engaged, I feel, but like, <laughs> congratulations McAvoy? to y'all. Are you, you chatting about McAvoy here? Yeah, Chucky. All right, Chucky, yeah. Yeah, well, congrats. I didn't know that. I guess I didn't I see know. that on I've the timeline. I've seen everybody's getting engaged these days on in the NHL. There have been yeah. a lot of engagements this year. We didn't. Yeah. I don't think we've seen like engagement, or at least I didn't. I don't. I don't really have Instagram, so I don't see anything. So maybe you posted on Instagram, but I didn't see like the proposal itself. We've we've had some interesting okay. variants in um, proposal backgrounds. I'm Luke is already. We, we're already. We've already gone too far down this path. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not. We won't. I'm stopping this right now. We're not talking about engagements. NHL don't engagements. interest interest Luke. No, I don't care. Yeah, let us know, Sean, when you get engaged, and then we can. Uh, then, we'll we talk. then we'll talk. <laughs> that's, what Luke, that's what Luke's saying. <laughs> uh, no, we're. Uh, but congrats to them. Yes, yeah, and to everyone else who, yeah. <laughs> who got married or engaged or got a dog or Luke's, whatever. Luke's you know. throwing out a blanket congratulations, yeah. so he never never has to address. Congratulations this again. to everyone. Of you. <laughs> um, no, he. Uh, Chucky didn't sign. He he's didn't he he. There's no news about him other than the engagement. No, what he signed an extension. right? No, I know, but I'm he saying there wasn't like last. Well, I know. Yeah, like last October. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was just I was just curious if there was any other news around McAvoy or if that's just it, which is which is fair. That's that's you know that's cool. We're still uh we're still recovering, not recovering. We are uh, a couple days late because uh I'd like to because of uh you know my brother had a birthday. Yeah, my um, brother had a birthday too. So. <laughs> so, so we had to we had to push it back. Uh, we do this. We, we we learned from Sean that he has never heard of Benihana before, um, which I found fascinating. Although I don't, maybe in the maybe in New England there isn't. Uh, there's there aren't. Benny Did you get Hanas. that right? Is it? New Did England? I, are you in New England, Sean? <laughs> yes, I'm in New England. Yeah, see, Northeast New England. It's all. Uh, anyway, we we have this tradition where we go to Benihana with our parents on our birthday. We've been doing it since we were like. 13 or 14 or something um but we actually didn't do that on monday we just weren't in the mood to do the podcast <laughs> yeah uh so we just told sean no it's our birthday we're I not thought doing you had the podcast plans. no we didn't have plans we had plans <laughs> to go to, the to me we had, yeah we had plans to go to the record store and buy records that's what we did <laughs> i don't think we said we had plans did we no, Josh, I think you just messaged and said, I, said, I don't I, think I, I want to do the podcast. No, you said sure I hear me not cancel on you, and I figured, like, okay, well, then you have better plans. Oh. Like, no, I said I... No, no, no. I We didn't have plans. I just was like, I didn't want to do the podcast on my birthday because I wanted to, like not do it for some I don't know I wasn't in the mood to do it on Monday and we I just we just cancel on you Sean so we're reviewing that now to everyone <laughs> we apologize sorry Sean wow we've been oh, kind of is like Sean gonna just hang up on us <laughs> gonna end, leave the call and it'll just be Luke and I doing the podcast <laughs> to be honest I mean I we've kind of been taking a little bit of a break from like hockey stuff just to try to give ourselves a break because yeah. like free agency and preparing all everything up to there was kind of crazy and we've just got out the playoffs and had to, you know, do the. So we've been kind of trying to give ourselves a break from hockey over the last, like, I don't know, week which is or mostly something. because once the, uh, I would say probably starting next week, we're gonna have to hit the ground running, getting a bunch of stuff ready for next season. Um, but I was going to try and do 
some work on some general stuff, and I've just had trouble even concentrating because I thought the playoffs were going to be like a bit of a break for us, but they ended up like not being at all because we were watching it all the time, and then we had our our the, the EH coverage and whatnot. So, um, yeah, we've been. I think because free agency has really slowed down. Now, obviously, we're going to get to some of the um, big things that have happened, but there have been. I think when we recorded last week, there were like a hundred. What did I say? One hundred eighty-seven contracts signed. Um, I believe based on our like cap friendly, and I think I just checked before we we came on here, and there's been a 203 contract signed. So there's maybe been 20 contracts or 30, maybe 30 contracts signed in the last week. Um, well, now nine days, yeah, nine days. So there's not a lot going on, but there have been some that Sean Sean I th- I thought was going to start the episode with how jacked and amped he was to do the podcast and how let down <laughs> he was when we canceled on him on Monday. Um, and now he's even more feels more betrayed. I bet I can see it. In his I, face I was pretty amped, kind of kind of coming at the computer. I'm not gonna lie. I was like <laughs> evolving hockey country. Let's ride. <laughs> you know, I, was, I was amped up. Um, yeah. So we. Uh, um, Sean is is more excited than usual uh, for for this episode, mostly because you I might think... not be able to hear it in his voice. Yeah. But... <laughs> we did, I need to, so I also I want to get this out of the way. We had a, a review. Somebody said that we need to. Sean needs to be louder. I don't um, think they're ready for that. Like I, but... I think that's <laughs> well. So the thing is, I Josh am the one who does. I guess I, technically I'd be the producer. I think am I would I be considered the yeah producer? you're the producer yeah because I do all of the editing and put out the podcast uh, for release. Um, and I need to maybe be better with the audio uh, levels. But if you have other comments on the audio of the podcast, um, let me know or let us know because I like I don't. Maybe this is a uh, maybe it's surprising, but I don't go and listen to our episodes after we do them. I like I don't really like people put them on in the car when they're running wherever. I don't have a clue how they translate to the various environments. So if you hear something or something sounds weird or you'd like to sound a different way, let us know, because I, I don't actually really have a frame of reference there. Um, I don't know. Sean probably goes back and listens to every episode, though, I bet. <laughs> I don't listen to every episode, but sometimes, well, like, as you know, I, I have quite, like, the commute, like, every day, um, yeah. back and forth with Connecticut, and it's, like, sometimes I'm just bored of music, and despite, like, subscribing to, like, a good amount of podcasts, like, a lot of times I just don't really feel like listening to any of those if they don't have a nice, catchy title. Sometimes I'm like, well... Let's see how this came out. And, yeah. and sometimes I'll like listen. Usually I don't listen to like a full episode. Usually I'm like bored like halfway home and I'm like, <laughs> I am I'm just all musicked out. And so I like listen like the first 20 minutes or something. I don't people, I don't think people understand though how dynamic of a speaker I am. Like you've talked about that before of, I have like a default, like um, soft voice. And then all of a sudden I'll go like, I'm not Italian, but like go full Italian on you. Like the hands are going, I'm loud, um, you know, so yeah. it, it's very hard to edit me, but I am the star of the podcast. So um, yeah, yeah, the host and star. Yeah, the host and we star. We just need to add some more compression to your mic. That's yeah, that's it. I, we're going to have to get into some. Uh, I need to get you know, a mic stand too. Yeah, I, I, I can't still, believe we're, I we're told you I would buy you now. one. <laughs> I would <laughs> buy you one at Guitar Center. You could go pick it up. Like wherever the nearest guitar center is by you. Yeah, but, we'll we'll write it off. You know. Yeah, it'll be a business expense for your. You know. I don't know. It, it. I don't think it's the mic placement. I think it's just that the nature of your talking yeah. is a little bit more. Oh, I understand that, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Like we're going I, it's on a, a year now. Yeah. It's on me. I it's need true. to. I need to. Um, I, I can buy myself a mic stand. We'll figure no. it out next okay. episode. Anyway, I'll have a mic yeah. stand. We should okay, get into that. the things that you urgently wanted to discuss, Sean. Yeah, we've been rambling enough here. Yeah. There's a couple. There's there were some very. 
heavy hitters that what was that the occur- first one well that, there was so, sean sent uh yeah sean had a big list oh, well, uh, of why i only had like a list of like three sort of three things that's the whole podcast we can go well, the first one. i mean we can go in the order of it yeah well the kachuk trade that was well, the first. Yeah. no the it's like literally the opposite order what do you mean that's the first one you sent yeah but like that that's the opposite order of events right Oh yeah, sure. Right. So like Line A signed an absurd contract. Yes. On... Well, okay, let's start there then. Yeah, let's start with the Line A contract. So uh, yeah, that's a that's a big yikes. I don't have in it in front opinion. of me, but what do we what do we project here? Like a little over seven? Uh I think it was six eight. I have it up here. Let me just pull it up. Um because uh maybe it was six eight. I had a, I had somebody who I talked to that kind of said that um the market on him seemed like seven. Uh, I think that at the term, um, it was six five is what we had projected. I think okay. that's what I have. That's what I'm showing. He signed how many years? So he signed a. So for anyone who doesn't know, this this happened on July 22nd. So this is five days ago. Um, he signed a. Uh, let me find this really quick. He signed a four year, eight point seven per year million dollar deal. Yeah, and we projected at four years we projected with Columbus. With Columbus, we projected a, a four year six point five million dollar deal. So that is I think I'm pretty sure I just ran this. Uh I'm pretty sure that's the biggest quote unquote overpay that we've had so far this year. Um there have been a lot of underpays. Well there's been bigger underpays, but um yeah the uh th- that was the biggest like overpay uh that we've had in the model. And we yeah, I don't really know what Columbus is doing. Yeah, I don't either. Because, I mean, we can get in this later. I, I think, I don't know if you want to talk about Liney, but the only thing he can do is shoot. Um, and he doesn't do anything else, right? I mean, I don't know. Sean, you maybe watched him or you have a maybe a different I, take I'm on not this. A big, I'm not a big fan of him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's, like, he's I, the golden goose, though, if you will. He's Yarmo's golden goose. So, like, it, I think you guys might have tweeted out, like, you don't have to re-sign Patrick Line. Yeah. <laughs> and you're better off not, right? Like Yeah. Um it's not that he's a negative impact player, he's just not like too strongly a positive impact player. I don't have Yeah. Well, I, I mean pos- I think that th- he's probably so I would say average. I think maybe a little below average, but I think the so reason from is- our average in replacement levels, a much yes. smaller gap than people realize as well. Yeah, yes. yeah. Also, I mean, that's kind of also because of playing time. But so, in over the past three seasons, Liney, I'm just looking at our expected goals above replacement model here. Um, Liney has played 170 games. He's got 30, almost 3,200 minutes. And he is basically the same amount positive in even strength offensive impact as even strength defensive impact. Negative. Negative. <laughs> so, and then basically, yeah, he doesn't really take a lot of penalties, um, and then he d- doesn't draw any penalties. So he's basically, in three years, he's put up two s- standing points above replacement, or six gar, expected gar. So that's yeah. two gar per year. And he and he is, Liney is one of those... Well, not exactly that, but... He has been... Year over year, what was it? I think I think twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen was his first year. Was that his rookie year, or was it sixteen seventeen? Um, it was the Matthews. I, I don't. It was sixteen seventeen. I believe sixteen seventeen. His first two years with Winnipeg, he was really he actually was really pretty solid in his first two years. Um, but a lot of that relied, and he's just the classic player type. But he's even to a more extreme of just all goals, only shooting. He doesn't really. 
I don't know. I mean, they can't I can't skate. Like, that's yeah, and he also like relies on. Um, he's, he he doesn't help his lines. I mean, that that's just the kind of player. He's just there to shoot. Um, and he's. I mean, yes, admittedly, he's one of the. If I don't know, I guess Matthews is maybe the only player who's maybe a better shooter than Liney. I don't know. Maybe there's a couple other well, players I would put that are dry there. Side. Well, I would put Dreisaitl yeah. out there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A- and, and like, if you do look at like, I guess like his sh- shooting impact, like in terms of, like the Xcar submodel as like a, a yeah. different base of reference. Granted, that's like kind of aggregated over time, yada yada. Like he only ranks like 32nd, I think, over like the last oh really three years. And okay. You know, and his goal, he doesn't score goals at, like, the rate as, like, one of the best shooters would because he, like, can't shoot as frequently. I think it's part of the issue. Yeah. He just, I, I think there's, like, a lot of hope that playing with Goudreau can bring it back out of him. Like, if you can have two skaters that drive the play for him and he just kind of can shoot. But I don't know. We'll see. His contract's also kind of, like, weird. It's, like, 75 total salary for this year and then it stops up to 9.1 for like the remaining three years which i don't know it's just like a weird weird contract weird yeah i mean and this is i was i was think i was on the uh the pucks and pitchfork podcast the devil's podcast shout out to them um but kind of chatting about uh just like how like this is kind of the new i mean he's just this is like basically signing like a slightly modified matthews deal which is like the new rfa thing that i think is yeah, probably but it, what it brings him into ufa no i know that's that's what i'm saying is that he signed like a shorter deal he's currently 24 um and so that brings <laughs> i mean you know like yeah, i always I mean, think in my head line he's like 30 years old <laughs> i don't know why i just like it seems like he's been around but forever even though he hasn't really what, what i was saying and this is one of the things that you know he, he signed a shorter deal i just think like for columbus like yeah, like and so I guess we can get to this now is that they then pretty much immediately after they signed Liney they traded Bjorkstrand, right? Um I think it was like within a couple hours, was it not? Yeah, it was like which was I will say this was probably the best trade of the year already in my opinion. It's it's a lot like the Bucinevich deal. Yeah, it feels like It to me. was a very very good deal so, for so Seattle. So after I think it was like within an hour or two after Liney signed they, it was announced that Columbus had traded Oliver Bjorkstrand to Seattle for a third and fourth. Am third I right there? Fifth, I think. Or was it third, no, third and fourth? I'm pretty sure. And I yeah. think Bjorkstrand has, was it $5.4 million? And he's got like a couple years left, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's 27, I think. I was looking into, I think. So he's a little older. But it was just funny because then the narrative after that, or like all the stories was like coming out from Columbus was, well, you know, they signed Liney, so they had to make room for, you know, they had to make cap space. And I think what Sean referenced earlier is, <laughs> I mean, and we all were thinking this is like, well, you don't have to sign Liney. I mean, like there are, you could trade Liney. I mean, you could, you well, could, that's, I mean, you know, I mean, like, and it's not, it's not a one for one either. Like they have some other no. bad contracts there. Like Boone Jenner is an example. Good Branson. Their ca- captain somehow. <laughs> yeah. Good Branson who they just brought well, in at four yeah. by four. I love the beginning of the video that they put out of like signing Goudreau and it's like Josh Flynn starting off and he's like, so you just signed Good Branson four by four. Now what? <laughs> I don't think I saw that. You got uh, to go look it. It's up on I'll the Twitter ha- account. I'll have to go go see it because it's I mean, I, I have to respect Columbus because they're making moves and I think like in the market and, you know, they're it's you know, it's good. I They can they're bringing in some free agents. I think Goudreau is going to be really good for them. But like you look at the rest of Columbus and like I, I don't well, know. I've seen this pointed out multiple times that they have like no centers. Yeah. Like it's like they, you know. Well, that was the thing. It was like, who's playing with Goudreau? It's like, great. Yeah. Like who's playing with Goudreau? 
And then, and, yeah, because it's yeah. like you have Bjorkstrand's a winger, right? Did, did he play yeah. some center, or has he been no, a winger? He's a, he's a winger. Okay, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, Bjorkstrand has kind of been one of those. Seems like even back when, so back when Allison Lucan was covering the Blue Jackets, it seems like even back to like I don't know, that was like three, four years ago, and she, I remember she was going on about Bjorkstrand like way back, like kind of, and he's been kind of a Rapham monster, like RAPM, like Evie kind of. You know the Corsi God, the you know Matthew Kachuk style. You know, and he's a dream. He's a dream power forward. Yeah, in some yeah. senses, and he's so a little it's bit like, past his peak now. Like, he yeah, but very, it's very, like, very I mean, that's just an incredible trade for the Kraken. It's like they all they had to give up was a third and a fourth. Like, it's cap what? space. I know it was they cap space. Weaponized but, it. Yeah, but it's also <laughs> but, like any team. I love that term, I don't but know. yeah, weaponized <laughs> weaponizing cap space, space yeah. is just a funny term. But they Sorry, did. I mean, and it's kind of like the the thing is that it's. It's just such a good move for the Kraken. Like that's a kind of exactly like the type of player that I mean. I think that they would want. I think honestly, I think a lot of teams would want a player like Bjorkstrand, and I'm really it, kind of surprised that they were um, lucky. I'm, I'm betting you, Allison Lucan was involved there. Uh, no source <laughs> there. Like I don't know. Like I was almost looking today, and I'm I'm like Anaheim has like they're not going to get the calf floor. I don't think. I think they have like an issue there. <laughs> And it's like Kadri then, <laughs> what Kadri to Anaheim? Kadri well, to Anaheim. Like, they could have easily gotten like like Bjorkstrand. They yeah, they could have stepped up their offer and like who wouldn't want to see Bjorkstrand with like one of their young uh, young players like Zegers. Yes. Well, and it's it's but funny that, like I I just think about this and I'm, I have no idea how this works for the for NHL teams right like you would think if you're a team like Columbus and you're tr- you need to move a contract that you're going to be shopping players to m- many teams right there has to be like. I think they have like a semi like slack type of thing. Obviously, we've never worked. Yeah, for that a would team. make sense. Rinknet, I think it's called. I might be completely off. Like, I don't know. Don't they have like a big like message board? Like, you know, I have. Hold on, I, maybe HF I've heard, heard about something in the in the NBA with this. But I'm it sorry, what are you su- talking about? He's talking about all the where all the GMs can like message each other. Oh, something like a big Slack or Discord where I'm they sure all can it talk. Exists. They probably do. It's just a I'm, big SMS chain. I'm just saying, like, well, so you for know instance, it, and it's old. It was like made in the nineties for <laughs> sure. Like with these. Guys. Yeah, it's an SMS. It's, it's an SMS group SMS, text SMS, chat. SMS group chat. It's with thirty. <laughs> yeah, thirty some GMs. Thirty one. Thirty two yeah, GMs. Welcome, welcome to the ancient SMS group chat that we have. But it's like I'm just thinking. I'm sitting there. Some of these deals, like I just saw it right. Dan Heinen just signed today with Pittsburgh. It was like yeah, that's one year, one million dollars or something. What it's do we like, have it? I didn't even look. What is? Why can't he get more money than that? Like it seems like he should be able Sonny to. Milano get, is still sitting out there after like. A I know, very impressive but it's season. like Heinen is a really solid player, like a really solid depth forward. I think he'll always be a little bit underrated because there's still going to be a bias towards, I guess, more physical middle six yeah. to depth forwards no matter their impact, you know, Zar is still sitting out there as well. I know. Rodriguez, Evan Rodriguez too, I think, right? Yeah, there's still some good players that are just sort of sitting out there for the taking that are probably going to yeah. sign, like, decent value yeah. contracts, if you will. Yeah. Well, and that was but the... Uh, anyway, so back to Bjorkstrand. I just don't... Like, he's a very good player on a very good contract, in my opinion. I think maybe some GMs see $5.4 million, and they're like, that's too much for, like, a bottom six forward which maybe they think he is not Bob but, i mean he played i know top six minutes yeah i know so okay top six forward it's like well that's a really solid like forward to add to any team like i think that he could fit in really well he's the type of player that will in my opinion just looking at kind of the stats i think would fit with a lot of different types of players he's not like you know he he's he's just really good at driving play and you know i think that's kind of what we see with Paul Yarby 
too, who also just signed um, with Edmonton um, in, in in a different way. It's it's kind of you know it's it's the uh, <laughs> who who are the we need to come up with some like labels for player types. Like we have to have the well, we got the Phil Castle, <laughs> the Phil Castle, which now the older Patrick Kane. Older Ovechkin, Liney is kind Liney of there. fits in there. Kuznetsov, Kuznetsov. You got the the Jared Spurgeon, which is just the <laughs> god at everything. Uh, no, it's the. I'm just saying that the player who isn't good at particularly one thing necessarily, but is really like positive at everything. Um, then I think you have like the Yarmelson, which is kind of the Siegenthaler, the, and the Jonas Brodine, and the Brodine. And uh, then you have the uh, what else? Who's my, maybe my favorite player type is the. And then uh, you the have Yarmelson. like I would say like who, who's like the um, the Bergeron. Like, the, well, the, <laughs> no, there's not like Bergeron. Not really a player, type, but like, like the Bergeron. Kachuk or Nachushkin. I like mean, those the those are underlying kind of, EV monsters. Those like, are like the Bergerons, I would say. Yeah, but. And then, yeah, I mean that's like the Datsuk, and although yeah. Datsuk was, you know, sorry, why did we go? I was just saying here. that, like <laughs> that, like Bjorkstrand would go into that, like former. Well, it was into funny. That so last it, category it of brought like, up, I think, an interesting idea about how. Uh, the I'm just of, spitballing here. Yeah, I had the, no idea. I was just that. saying though the narratives around how um, like Bjorkstrand is valued in the league, and this also kind of when we get to the Kachuk trade, a lot can come you know comes along with Uyghur as well. But like I, in the last three years, like Bjorkstrand has been a top thirty forward uh, in XGAR and GAR. I th- I'm pretty sure in our projections for next year have them in like the top. Now I was a little bit I I because there's we don't. I don't think I reference them. I I shouldn't say with the the guard projections like the actual rank, which I said a couple times, and then realized like that's not really the best way to account for it. But I would say that that Bjorkstrand's Bjorkstrand's at least like a, a second tier kind of projection. He comes in in like the the top thirty, like kind of getting close to twenty. Um, and we had a certain someone who thought that that was a little bit outlandish <laughs> uh, when I said that, and then kind of looking at it, it's a little bit. Um, you know, but I mean, you go back and look and like, I, like he's in every category that we kind of look at in terms of overall player evaluation, he's been like top 40, top 30, like, and getting close to top 20 in a certain way. And I know that he's a little older, but I think he's 27. Right. Um, I don't know. I just think ultimately it's confusing for Columbus You do, and it's an absolute steal for the Kraken. Um, and I think that that's kind of what it comes down to. And it's just funny to then go and look at the Blue Jackets roster after they have more or less said it. I mean, I don't think they're going to be making a lot more trans, you know, transactions like, I don't know. Like it, the team to me just doesn't look like they're going to be any better than they were last year. Like maybe a little bit because they have Goudreau. Well, they added you know? Goudreau, but they lost Bjorkstrand. Yeah, and which it's is like, like well, Bjorkstrand before before Goudreau, Bjorkstrand was their best player. I think. I think Waranski is potentially in the conversation, um, but I think that Bjorkstrand has been more consistent. Um, and so, like that, you know, if you kind of want Bjorkstrand on that team still, and then they just had to move him because they had to sign Patrick Liney, uh, which I don't know. I. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Maybe we're way off. I don't know. Like I but. Yeah, watch Liney score 60 goals next year. Watch yeah. it, and then we'll have to be – everybody yeah. will be – well, I don't think anyone He's will gonna be – He's going to score 60 goals and still be terrible defensively <laughs> by our stuff, I bet. If um, Bjorkstrand is, is paired with Yanni Gord, oh, yeah. like, I might stay up late for that. That's going to be a four-checking <laughs> And McCann. Duo. There you well, go. I think McCann will play like on a different line. Maybe with like Burkowski? Yeah, yeah, well, that's I'm not thing. sure exactly I mean, how they're going to structure their lines. But I mean, I, those are some good forwards Seattle has now. They yeah. have, you know, with Gord McCann, those are some of our, you know, McCann was kind of one of our our favorites for the Kraken to take uh, in expansion. Same with Gord. I think Yanni Gord was maybe the best player available at the time. Is the, yes. Josh, if you did expansion, that or Eberly, I think, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah. Did they and, take? Oh, they, they, yeah. could go, they could go Eberly, Burkowski, McCann on their first line and then 
as their like scoring line and they can go with Gord, Bjorkstrand and somebody else and then maybe throw the young guys down. I'm not sure how they fit in Maddie currently, and Yeah, and, currently uh, Cap Friendly has this uh top line is Shorts, Maddie and, and well, Everly. We haven't seen we haven't seen Pairs yet. I know, but, but then they the, do have a decent forward core now. No, but it's yeah. like yeah, I mean, well, even, they add they have, they have and Short. Burkowski. I mean, just look at their top nine current cap friendly right now. It's it's Schwartz, Veneers, Eberle, McCann, Gord, Burkowski, Bjorkstrand, Wenberg, and and Tanev, Brandon Tanev. Um, like I don't know, like, and then they just signed Ryan Donato again, who you know, and, and they're I don't know, like, and then we still got a Vince Dunn breakout season coming up. <laughs> like everybody can wait for Vince Dunn's breakout season next year. I don't know. I think Seattle is shaping up to be like. A really solid. I think they're going to win the cup. <laughs> they're a well, sleeper. They're a, they have, I mean, are a sleeper pick for can, like to do really really well in the Pacific next year. I yeah, think. I think considering how how weak the Pacific is, especially with Calgary losing both Goudreau and Kachuk, um, and then I think what you have maybe you have the Oilers. Or, I mean, obviously you have the Avalanche. I think that you have the Oilers, and then I think the Kings are going to be su- pretty su- surprising next year as well. I, I think, um, but I don't know, like. The I the Wild will still be pretty good, I think. I don't particularly like the Blues. Maybe next year. Um, I don't know. I don't think they've really done anything, have they? I don't think the Blues have done really anything that's changed. You know, other. Did they, oh, no, they Perron Perron. Did he sign with them or did he go elsewhere? I'm trying to remember. I don't think I don't he know. signed yet. Has he? I thought, I thought he did. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he did. Pretty sure he signed. Did he sign in don't... Detroit? Yeah. Mm, let I mean, me our stuff is never really. Yeah, he did. Two years, four point seven five. Yeah, million. so they lost Perron and like I don't know. They they lost Huso Huso, so they still have uh, you know, Bennington and, and Tarasenko's probably gone, I think it seems like, or maybe he's still there, but I don't really you know, he's getting older. So I don't know. The ultimately I think the Kraken are shit like so far I think the Kraken have maybe been like my offseason probably number one overall mostly just because they had the room i think that's one of the things with bjorkstrand is that just there weren't a lot of good teams people, that could really people take are it. seeing people are seeing it with seattle now <laughs> well no, every people we were, are saying things about all the, the models all the models were way ahead of everyone else but then they completely <laughs> let you know every all the models loved the kraken heading into last season well and then, yeah and they I mean, were a season too just, early yeah yeah they didn't they didn't play too too swell um, yeah so what do we think is Haxtell does he survive next year if they I, win, if they win, yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. I'm gonna. I I have never gambled before, and I'm very tempted tempted to go throw a um, bet down on the Kraken to win the Stanley Cup. I well, I mean I, that's a that's a pretty that's a long that's shot. that's a long shot. Yeah, but I ten mean, back ten ten but bucks I think on it, you'll they're win. They're probably well. I don't know what you the should. Odds are. You should do like win the second round or something. You know, like I feel like that's maybe more no, plausible. No, 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 no. If he's doing it I'm all, he's all in. He's I'm all. He's in. putting. He's he's putting the getting a second mortgage on let his look, house. Let me look at. <laughs> let me look at what the. Uh... Do they have cup odds out? Yeah, I think I've seen them. Yeah, I don't know. Absolutely, people are gambling addicts. Um, <laughs> Well, the more yeah, people will gamble on anything. Anyway, I think the, the Kraken. Of, uh, I'm trying to think what else. If the Kraken did anything else. Uh, this week, I don't think so. I I'm just had all you, the. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do this. All right, what are the odds, Sean? What do we got? So what's what? Book? I, I just found like a, a an article from like Caesar Sportsbook, just like to save the time. This can't be too far off. Kraken plus fifteen thousand. So if you put down a hundred dollars, it it would yield fifteen thousand. Is that what that is? Yeah. Is it, so if I put plus down fifteen thousand, oh, I yeah. thought it might be. Dude, put a hundred right now, Sean. 
live on air. <laughs> I don't know about that. So what I might do, what I might do, okay, if, I, if, I, if I choose to do this, I might go to Rhode Island this weekend where betting is legal. If I choose to do this, what I will do, I'm not going to do it for my own um, intentions. Uh, I'll pick a charity in the meantime, and I'll go put down some sum of money. I don't know. I, it's probably not going to hit, so I don't want to like go crazy here. <laughs> And I'll donate it all to a to a charity when but they win the cup. When they I'll, win the cup, I'll keep you updated. Yeah, yeah. give me. Yes. Well, also, I, we need to, great. also we're gonna change. We'll have to change the evolving hockey Twitter account to a Kraken logo or something. Yeah. I think for a day, right? For a day, if they win. <laughs> Absolutely. Did we hold on? Wasn't wasn't there something with uh, what was that with uh, uh um, ah, yeah, who, Luke, <laughs> the Tampa player, uh, Riley Smith, no. Who? Wait, what are you talking Sean's about? Riley Nash? Riley, Riley Nash. Nash. That's it. He never scored a goal, did he? No, he didn't. That's he didn't. why I was making a joke because okay. Riley Nash never scored a goal. That's right. I don't think. Okay, that was what that, that was, was what I was trying. That was even worse odds. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that was better odds than the Kraken winning the Cup. Now. Oh, okay, uh, give us a reference on on who, how many yeah, teams who's are the number, worse Who's than the them? number one? Like who's the Cup favorite? It's got to be probably the Avalanche. Avalanche plus six hundred. Is it what? Like I don't know. Is I don't know Pittsburgh probably Pittsburgh. What are Arizona's odds? Give me a give me a floor. Plus twenty five thousand. Kraken okay. have the second worst odds in this, which is like to me wow. it's lunacy. No like, way. We'll just do the math. They, on this, they probably right? adjusted that. That's got to move since. Just then. do the math on this for a second, right? Like if I'm thinking plus fifteen thousand is one hundred divided by fifteen one hundred. Right, so it's a 0.66 percent chance, uh, or yeah, 0.66 percent likelihood of winning the Stanley Cup. Like, I feel like they have a better. Well, I'm going to say that probably moved since those. I'm looking at another one from the Inquirer, Philadelphia Inquirer, from like a week ago that has the Kraken at plus 25,500. What? The, but that was probably before. No, sorry, 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 12,500. Did I miss? Okay, so it moved. They a moved, little okay. moved a little better. The Canadians are at fifteen thousand, and the Coyotes at fifty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a so long there's your, shot. There's your uh, it should be the, higher than that. Currently, this according to this, I this is Bet MGM. Uh, it's the Avalanche, Maple Leafs, Lightning, Panthers, Hurricanes are the top Leafs second. Yeah, which I, I mean, I don't know that Giordano Maybe, contract. You know, uh, with Boston being at where it's at, and where is Boston? Well, Boston's kind of low on here. They're lower. Also, than I Nino thought. signed. Yeah, we yeah. Well, we got a lot of other signings. I actually think we could go to break here and then just continue yeah. talking about the signings. Um, because yeah, we're about thirty minutes here. Yeah, we haven't we talked even... about the Kachuk signing. No, either. I told you there's plenty to talk about. We yeah, do not Dubois need... signs. Like did Dubois new... sign? Puyarvi just... signs. Okay, you know. all right. Yeah. Well, we're gonna go to break. <laughs> we're gonna hear from our sponsor, and we'll be right back after this. The Evolving Hockey Podcast is brought to you by EvolvingHockey.com, your home for advanced NHL statistics on the web. When you become a subscriber to EvolvingHockey.com, you gain access to such evaluation tools as NHL goals above replacement, regularized adjusted plus minus, skater contract projections, visualizations, charts, and much more. Visit Evolving-Hockey.com slash login today to become a subscriber. Welcome back. We're, we're glad to have you after you heard our exciting sponsor, new sponsor. Well, it's the same sponsor, but all right, it's gonna you're gonna have to stop doing that. It's really old now. I don't know. It's it just feels more. weird that we 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 just kind of keep it at whatever. It it is what it is. What are you supposed to? I feel, feel like the there's with? some other. I I was it the effectively wild podcast that I took this from. I 
I don't know if people are familiar with that, um, with Ben Lindbergh and uh, what's his name? Sam Miller. Sam Miller, yeah. Which is a great baseball, like Fangraphs Associated podcast. Used to be through Baseball Reference, I think. They kind of have moved around a little Wasn't bit. Baseball but Prospectus. No, I think it was always, it was at some point years ago, they had a, they, they used to do a, um, they would do a spot using Baseball References Play Index. Um, so they would have these trivia questions and they would do a play index search, which I it kind of makes me think we should add something like that to the site, Luke. Get on that. Um, you guys <laughs> already that. do that. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, yeah. I mean, whatever you anyway. do, the only rule is it has to work. Yes. Yeah, that's the, for. it's a good reference for anyone who doesn't <laughs> know the book. That was their book. They uh, anyway that that podcast. I, I if I remember correctly, I think that they had a short period where they were just they were sponsoring themselves because they didn't have a sponsor and they just. I, I think. I mean, I, I could be completely wrong. I just remember like thinking that was silly. We need so that's to get when Duncan we, in. We need. We, yeah, yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's, that's not, not gonna happen. happen. Uh, you you still haven't come back with a pizza shop, Sean. Your local. I know. I went there last night. Oh, yeah, Tabernacle. Sean is like, um, it's uh, what? What's the reference here from the social network? Who's the guy who's flying around the country trying to get ad spots for Facebook uh, when uh, they're first uh, starting? What's his name in the this movie? The co-founder of Facebook. I can't remember what his. Uh, um, uh, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Anyway, what? Wait, hold on. What was the? I was saying that like we are uh, <laughs> uh, uh, early Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, don't compare like, yourself to Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, that's like, why I realized he talked about smoking meats. I realized. Smoking meats. <laughs> like, I, I, I sound, a bit well, now? first of all, you, you messed up. You said Jason Zuckerberg, which I think you're, I know. you're thinking about Jason Zuckerberg. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's been trending on Twitter, too. What is going I on? I know. Which, are they considering buying him you out? You see is Sean was, was trending on Twitter earlier? I did see and Sean. Like, was. what did I do? Yeah. And then Sean was. It was. Okay, yeah. No, anyway, I, uh, I, Social Network is a fantastic movie if people haven't seen it. But so I get that's one that's kind of like in the it it. There's a lot of references from Social Network that I sometimes will use, similar yeah, to Moneyball, yeah, because I've seen both those movies a lot. Um, but anyway, anyway, I don't know <laughs> no, how Mark Zuckerberg I, got brought up twice. You brought him. I up. I did bring him both up both times. times. Why yeah. did that happen? He's, I I, he's in your. He's rent free. I know. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's from you know. Uh, no, I was I was just mentioning how the effectively wild podcast, which uh, they they, yeah, they I'm pretty sure they sponsor anyway, themselves. Anyway, back some point. to the hockey talk. Let's get back on topic, Josh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a couple more trades, right? Well, Sean didn't. He's still so amped because we haven't been able to get through all of the stuff he wanted to talk about. Well, yeah. So this trade wasn't Chucky. It was Kachuk. E. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Was, okay, it, we're gonna edit that out. We gotta edit know. that he's one. He's friends out. with he's he is friends with um, Chucky, I think. Right? They're I both ninety sevens. Are they? Yeah. I so don't know. I want to say, off the top of my head, Matt Kachuk was born December. Why I'm, would you know that? For whatever reason, Shut- I'm thinking it's either fifth or eleventh. I think he's a December <laughs> birthday, a couple weeks okay. before Chucky. I want to say it's the fifth though. We've gone over this, though. Sean has a thing with dates, right? Isn't that what we've December talked about? December 11th. Yeah, Sean, is it 11th? Any... Yeah. Okay, I don't know why 5 is coming. Well, I know why 5 came to my head, but... It doesn't then matter. It, then 11 <laughs> popped back up. So, yeah, so he's in 97, so they played on the same World Juniors team. Okay. Right? And they, like, played I through... Know. I don't know. Yeah, but Matt, Matt went and played in London, but I do think they played together on the World Juniors team. And okay. Matt is also friends with Austin, as well, okay. They're, this they're is all way. This is, together. This doesn't have anything to do with, with the no. trade. This is there's nothing relevant. Okay, here. blockbuster it trade is happened. <laughs> well, because Kachuk almost went to the Leafs. No, there's no, no, he no didn't. way that he almost went to the <laughs> there's Leafs. There's no way. 
You know, I know. So every team in the league is currently figuring see, out how they can offer Steve Rasmus Sandin. Did you see my my whole issue on Twitter though? No. no. So I made a complete. It was obviously a joke. Obviously a joke that Kachuk sure was going to go to the Leafs. Okay. Oh, well, I think if, I maybe did. See that this, I would yeah. expect that Kachuk goes to the Leafs for Kerfoot and Hole, and that he's going. He's willing to sign a two-year contract at five point five million average annual value. Okay, so that's very a clearly a joke. I mean, but we yeah. got shot, pushed not... out on Twitter. It was like NHL, like recommended, like on the NHL <laughs> thing. So it just gets pushed out to random people, and I'm not getting notifications on this at all. So like, I tweeted this Why out not? like at like four o'clock in the afternoon or something, right? And I go along my merry way. I sleep nice all night, <laughs> and <laughs> I wake up. I do see a couple like notifications from it, but I'm thinking like this maybe had like twelve likes. Largely, they're like from Le- like Leafs fans too. So I'm like, they get the joke. Like they're laughing. And then I hit it, and it's like, no, it's got like 150 replies. It's got blah 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 <laughs> retweets. It's got like 700 likes. I'm like, where did this come from? It's got like. 300,000 impressions like <laughs> I'm like where did this all come from I didn't even get any notifications there's people that like they were like replying the just like the most I've seen this now you got over a thousand likes on this tweet I know it from, got pushed oh, out that's so I missed this completely. when was this what July day? 19th this is what Sean said this, <laughs> this is 245 July 19th so this would have been what a couple days before the trade happened um I would expect to see Matthew Kachuk reunite with his good friend Austin Matthews in Toronto in exchange for Alex Kerfoot and Justin Hall. I heard he is willing to take a two-year contract at five point five million. <laughs> Just an absolute troll job, and and then he responded the next day. This is quite obviously a joke, and I can't believe some people didn't get it. Of course, the Flames would have to throw in Manji Pani or Shillington's rights to make this work. <laughs> um, it is funny. Well, so. We've gone over this. It's not. It's, it's sometimes hard. Wait, 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 to wait. Un- can I? Can I? Can okay, I tell, yeah, can, can say you. the best reply though? Sure. Someone on there goes, um, "Least fan, formerly Bruins fan. Glad you left." <laughs> <laughs> I oh, thought that was I mean, hilarious. Sometimes I we don't do it too much because I I think that it's it's uh it is it is a, like after a bit it's a pain like when people are just like for consistently like responding to you and they don't get it it gets a little bit old but that's well, it's funny. honestly it's like when people don't get a joke you make on Twitter that so clearly is a joke it's like Im- I feel embarrassed for that person like they <laughs> responded like legitimately thinking you weren't serious and yeah. it's like how in the world could you think i'm serious i don't know it's probably because people don't follow you and you don't know they don't know that you have a little yeah. bit of a dry sense of humor there sean yeah so i mean i think it's a fun i think that's a fun too. yeah but good also job. like good work sean. yeah good that's work good. good i'm work. proud of you yeah <laughs> uh, but anyway and, yeah, yeah kachuk, kachuk to, was traded to the flames no for no. not to the flames <laughs> <laughs> i already screwed up kachuk matthew kachuk not Brady Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk to the Panthers for Huberto, Uyghur, a first, and a prospect. And a prospect. Corey something, right? Yeah, overtime Megan's boyfriend. I I, I don't have. I a, don't I, know who that is. Yeah. Okay. I well, highly doubt anybody um, that listens to our podcast will get the reference. Okay. okay. But anyway, so yeah, big blockbuster trade. Uh, happened and then, Friday and then night. Signed an eight-year, nine-point-five million, which is way under what we projected. I think also. We, Funny note, it's the first what sign and trade? Yeah. 
that has happened in the NHL in ever? I think it was confirmed it was the first ever signing. Yeah, because everybody was tweeting out that he signed an eight-year deal with Florida, which is like, how the hell can he sign an eight-year deal? As a, He's signing with a, a new team. Yeah, because so we've gone over this, but we're not CBA experts, but I have uh, enough, I've done enough research and we've had a contract projection model out for long enough that I have a good grasp of this. The actual, I'm pretty sure it was updated, but that uh, in order for a player to sign an eight-year deal, they need to have been on the team's the team list at the trade deadline mm-hmm. um, with the most recent team. Mm-hmm. But that does if they go to free agency, like Goudreau, for instance, he can't sign an eight-year deal with Calgary anymore once he hits free agency. And so I think he, I think it's once you hit free agency. Period. Did they adjust that, or is that? A, isn't it once you hit like free agency, even if you go back to your old team, like the eight years is gone? Well, well, so that's for UFA. That's UFAs. Yeah, Yeah, if, if so, Goudreau so like, yeah. is different because he was a UFA, and once he goes to once free agency hits, he can no longer sign an eight year right. deal. But RFAs, but RFAs, the, the Flames still have his rights. Yeah, so they can like he but that does not apply is my understanding. Now, yeah, I nobody mentioned how how in the world is Kachuk signing an eight year deal. That night, and like I had, I you know was looking for, up. And for reference, Fiala, for instance, went to the Kings um, and signed a seven-year deal, which because he wasn't on the Kings team list at tr- the trade deadline, he could only sign a seven-year deal. And I just like didn't. I was like, I don't, I don't want to deal with this right now. There's also we haven't even gotten into the evaluation of the trade, but that was a whole thing. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna leave this till later because I can't quite figure out what this is. I was like, did I miss an update? to the CBA or something, did the 2020 change. I was like, I'm not going to go read well, this. Well, so, and for clarification, the 2020 Memorandum of Understanding is, I believe, the current rules, so right? so proud of you. Yes. So <laughs> I have it downloaded. It's 71 pages, probably 12-point font, single-spaced. Uh, there's no table of context. No, it's like, uh, it looks like, um, what's the standard word, uh, Calibri. That's what it looks like. Or it's Ariel, like, maybe. Or like Ariel. No, it doesn't look like Ariel. Um, I'm a Verdana kind of guy. Verdana. That's an okay one. That's all right. I just am or, always Helvetica. Helvetica open well, actually, Sands. Open Sands. Open Sands or Helvetica, those are our go-to. Open Sands is a go-to. Although the Evolving Hockey uh, font is, I believe, I'm not even going to reveal it. It's a secret, but it's a good font. It's probably Open Sands. Oh, and, you mean our article font? Yeah, the article font. Oh, yeah. that was. We spent a decent amount of time yeah. trying to pick the article font. Yeah. Anyway. Any, yeah. But... So, if you want to go try to read through and find the actual rules on player contracts... I'll give you a the, hint. They refer to them as SPCs. Yes. Uh, or standard uh, player anyway, contracts. contracts. And yeah. so, the Sean's night so of... so proud of us right now. The, <laughs> the night of the contract signing, like, I, we, Josh and I were like... I'm like, I don't want to ask the question because I feel like I'm totally missing something here, but how the hell did Kachuk sign an eight-year deal with the the Panthers? And everybody was just tweeting it out nonchalantly like, oh, yeah, this I, just happened. I, I, and then it was I, only yeah. the next day that I think Frank Cervalli clarified that it's because the Flames signed him and traded him, which I, I think happens in the NBA a lot more. Um, I don't know... It's kind of interesting. It doesn't happen in the NHL a little bit more, but I guess it kind of makes sense because and I'm I'm guessing that the basically Florida wanted eight years, and so as part of the deal, they asked Calgary to sign the contract as part of the trade. I think I'm guessing that was what yeah. they, they wanted that extra year, um, and which probably gave which was they their, probably like, threw in the prospect yeah. for that or, or something. Well, the first they might have also just been like, look, we'll do this deal, but just give us eight years instead of seven. That's probably what they wanted. I would think. I don't know. I didn't really do the follow up, but I was mostly like after that came out. I was like, okay, this finally makes sense. 
that Kachuk signed an eight-year deal because the Flames signed him. And as everyone knows, Kachuk was on the team at the trade deadline. He was on their team list. So um, that's the reason why. Uh, so yeah. Also, I have to... This is a, a new situation because currently the any player signing with a new team yeah, can it, only sign seven years. Yeah. It's, so technically, for modeling purposes, I believe the way we've... Since this has never happened before... We have to train this and consider this Kachuk signing with his prior team. Yes. Yeah. Because that's he's Which the is only way technically he can... what he did. Yes. He signed with his prior team and then was traded. Yeah. So it's, I don't know, it, it's kind of a small thing, but it's funny just on my evaluation code that I would have to run. I'm going to probably have to update this to account for it because well, we've never it's... seen it sign and trade before. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So the reactions to this were very. Both. I mean, it was it was a lot of all over the place, and I it was funny because I saw Sean, you had a reaction, and I had a reaction at a very similar time, and we were both like, I don't know, this seems pretty fair. Um, I saw your tweet right after I sent mine, and I was like, oh, Sean's kind of like thinks this is fair as well. Is that correct, Sean? Was I was that about your evaluation, or has it changed since since then? No, that, that's I'm studying that, very studying yeah. that. So did you? Because there were a lot of I. I thought I thought more. It was hard to really tell, but it seemed like a little bit more like Calgary one is what a lot of people seem to kind of say is like, oh wow, this is a steal. I think there's an um, obsession over a team winning for one, and yeah. then also like the value will change based on the utility. So yeah, and and also I think people just kind of overrate Huberdo, um now after this season and perhaps Weger as well. I think just. It just feels a little bit. We don't see the, this in the NHL where there's like three good players that are all in the same deal. Like a yeah. So it's it's definitely different. And so people, but it's like what people are are not missing is especially the contract situation, right? So Florida brings in Kachuk. They have an eight year deal in place. There's complete certainty of this really good player, and you're signing him for his entire prime. Right now, Huberdeau and Uyghur are on tremendous contracts right huberdo gets paid less than six million dollars a year and Uyghur gets paid like a little over three million dollars a year right yeah so together i think they're like a like 9.15 million or something like that so like tremendous value but their contracts are up at the end of the year and they're also uh a few years older than than kachuk they're on their the back end right now yeah. right like they're 28 29 years old something like that yeah so they're gonna be due raises next year which is a significant factor in this and florida can't can't afford it like there there was zero way the projections the salary projections were like aren't obviously meant to kind of project out next year right like you can still sort of select it it's available and like the yeah. projection for hubido is like 11 million probably yeah, would, yeah. I, I would say it's probably goudreau territory like if we're speaking right like yeah nine and a half ten million i think is is probably what he's sort of looking at and Uyghur, um i think the projection for that's like around eight seven or eight um, oh is it really yeah that makes him. sense that makes sense and um you know even if you're on like the lower end here i think you're talking that they're combined gonna get paid like 15 to 18 million next after after the season yeah yeah and you know so like that that's very significant calgary can take those players and they can stay in their window if they feel or they could trade them for assets so they're worth they're worth a lot to calgary and they're not worth as much to florida because florida can't afford to at least keep both of them they might be able to afford to keep huberdo and let Uyghur go or keep Uyghur and let 
Huberto go? Like, well, I don't know if they'd be able to afford Huberto. <laughs> they're they're in a catch twenty two for sure, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, so it's just like people would talk about how Calgary is kind of like on the back foot with Kachuk having to leave, right? But Florida has this situation where they have some really good players that they're just not really sort of going to be able to keep. And so they have an advantage on everybody else. And like, they're just not worth as much to them because it's a cash 22. So they solve each other's issues. It just kind of makes sense to me. I don't yeah. Know. And I, I think the, to add on to that, I think the thing for me anyway, was I think the way in which people um, evaluate, like I, and I, t- I was tweeting about this a little bit, but uh, it's like, I, I think it's interesting. And this is maybe, um, a lot of my back when I was not as much into the, you know, when we weren't necessarily doing this for a job and it was more, I was just a hardcore wild fan is the number of uh, people who, who like to evaluate things in kind of this, like not accounting for like what is realistic. And I think right now, one of the things is like what I was tweeting about, I think it's hard to evaluate this trade because obviously, like you said, Sean, like, you know, it, it's going to depend on what Calgary does with Huberto and Uyghur. I, I tweeted, I think if they sign Huberto long-term, I think they probably, should be considered to have lose or lost the deal because I don't necessarily think you want to sign a thirty plus year old player to an eight year deal. That he's gonna much. be thirty, but, isn't he? Or thirty? Yeah, he's he's getting close. And it's like I I think that it's like good for them. So my point is, I I think if you evaluate this from from a standpoint of any possibility, I I think that actually what Calgary, what the smart thing to do it would be to just like they don't really have a lot of options right now and they probably should just rebuild. That's kind of, I think the smart thing to do is just now, obviously the, the, I think it, it, the environment of the league right now and what you can get for players and whatnot, like that's, that's very difficult. Well, but, yeah. Cause I, I will, I'll just add there that I don't like given the cap situation yeah, yeah. for many teams, I don't know if you can just I, so, trade Kachuk and only get futures back. Yeah, that, like, I don't so, know so the, the thing is what I'm, what that. I'm saying here is I just don't think there was ever a real, like a real, because a lot of the people who were, I think, um, criticizing Calgary were under the, like, were kind of coming at that from like, well, they shouldn't be getting these players right now because of UFAs. They need to be rebuilding and getting futures and deal with that and do like a quick retool or just a full teardown. But there was, I don't think there was ever a possibility that Calgary was going to consider even close to be rebuilding. Like there was just not a, I don't think that was ever um, in the, like that was never a possibility. And so I think if you, if you take into account that Calgary was never going to do that, I think this actually makes a lot of sense given the realistic, like, like what was realistic for Calgary to do. And I think they basically bought another year of like, they obviously we, and we've been a little critical of Cuberto mostly because people were putting him as like the best player in the league last year. And he's still a really, really good player. And we still project him to be a very, very good player next year. It's, it's mostly that he's a little older and he's going to be asking for a decent salary. Like you said, Sean. And I think a lot of it's going to come down to what they do. I think the smart move for Calgary would be to probably just flip him at the deadline next year. Um, but, you know, a lot of that has to do with, like, are they, you know, is Calgary still going to be top of the Pacific? And are they still going to be potentially a, like a cup contender kind of team? And then that a lot of things change. So I think it's hard to evaluate the trade overall, which is why my initial take and is just that it seems like pretty good for Calgary, considering the circumstances that they didn't have a lot of options. Every team knew that Kachuk wasn't signing there. You know, they didn't have a lot of leverage around that overall. And they ended up with two very good players and, uh, and a first and a, and a prospect. So I don't know. I, I, I think it's pretty fair overall. Yeah. And I think Florida kind of solved their situation now. Yeah. Least. Yeah. Right. And yeah, it'll be really interesting. I think Weger is a really, really interesting player. Um, and I was tweeting about this a little bit too, but he, uh, he played a lot with Ekblad, I think, last year, but he also doesn't do a lot of, like, kind of what top... He doesn't 
was it power play time that he just doesn't he hasn't like done yeah it. he doesn't get like any power Which play time it's fine I think Corey Schneider was was laughing about how like well Calgary was rolling out Zadorov and who was it on their power play last year or was year? it Good Branson Do they have I don't remember it was like they, were, they 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 could just throw Uyghur out there and he's already better than probably one or two of the defensemen they were trying on the power play anyway so like I'm not really have, has Calgary signed Shillington yet. No, or Mangiapane. Neither one of them have signed. Just, man, they've had a. I mean, we knew they were going to have it rough this off. I know I just, they had all four of those players. Those players well, the, were all the, very good the last thing year. With Calgary, was they had like almost close to they had close to twenty million in cap space. I think heading into offseason. Now, obviously, you know, Kachuk and Goudreau kind of makes up a lot of that, and then you still have Mangiapane and Shillington to sign. Now, they were probably going to bridge Shillington. I kind of assumed Mangiapane. I think probably is asking for more because he is in that position and I think there's more comps that are close to him that are more long term um but yeah, it, yeah it'll be really interesting to Calgary see Calgary currently as per cap friendly 9.3 million in projected cap space yeah. with um 39 out of 50 contracts so yeah. they do have a bit to go here they have 9.3 million but they have to split that between yeah but I mean the biggest players I think are like I think we have Mangiapane projected in the 6 million Per year range, and I think Shillington was in like the two to three million on a bridge. Yeah, deal. well, we were pro- our most likely projection for Shillington was a was a bridge. So yeah, I mean, which makes well, sense. They I, might I, go to arbitration. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's, that's, true. that's very true. So I don't know. I it was interesting. I don't think either team won the trade. I think it was it was a pretty which I think is yeah. funny because ultimately the reaction and a lot of the the takes I think put together all kind of come out to be kind of like well. It all seems like every. Some people said that it was good for Calgary. Some people said it was good for Florida. But it ultimately kind of can't, seems to cancel each other out. And everyone's like, I think it's kind of right down the middle. Um, but I don't know. I at, one thing is like Calgary or uh, uh, Kachuk playing on the Panthers is going to be quite uh, a fun thing. Next yeah, year. I think that that'll um, be Sam Reinhardt. Yeah. Get him with Sam Reinhardt <laughs> or Barkov, right? Or Bar- Barkov, like Kachuk and Barkov on a line. Like I don't know. I I just think that it it'll be interesting. And I don't know. I think that Calgary is going to still be a very good team with these and it, a lot of it comes down to what um Huberto and Weger are going to do or what they're going to do with them uh next season. I wouldn't be surprised if they sign an extension. Well, it'd like be soon, interesting if Calgary's like doing really really well next year and then like they kind of are like they have to keep them, right? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's the, then that's kind of I guess kind of a good problem to have although that was kind of the same thing as last year when like say, you know, Calgary wasn't doing very well at the deadline. You know they could have been sellers and probably gotten you know pretty crazy return for Kachuk or or Goudreau, but yeah, that's just they were a really good team, so they can't trade their good players because they're you know really good. And Calgary was very very yeah, good. Yeah, they're year. they're kind of in a position where I, I think that a lot of people would would talk about. Um, and this maybe again goes back to my Wild fandom uh, years ago, but a lot of people wanted the Wild to tear it down and rebuild. But to a certain extent, you have to like I think one of the important things about a tanking or rebuilding team is that you you have to you well the obvious thing you can't be good <laughs> but like the number thing is the number one thing i think is is really your defenseman um like i defenseman and goaltending like you can't have good defensemen and good goaltending if you want to tank um or specifically you need to get rid of your good defenseman and your goaltending and like they have markstrom who's very good they shillington like i think tanev right is still a flame am i correct yeah like, yeah he had a resurgent season yeah they're, and, they're and, and hannafin yeah, yeah that's what i'm saying so like they even if they were gonna tank they also need to unload their defensemen who are good because i think that was the the hallmark of the wild team in like the mid 2010s or late 2010s was that 
their defensemen were just too good for them to ever lose a lot of games. And that's, I think, one thing that I've always felt like with the rebuilding team is you need to have just you need a bad defensive uh, defenseman group. I think that's like I think one yeah, of the it's sneaky easy, things it's about it's easier to allow a lot of goals than it is to not score goals. Yes, if yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> that's my my theory here for tanking is that it's not you should it's it's not about making your forwards less offensively talented overall. It's about making your defensemen less defensively talented overall. Yeah, because uh, you can just more more easily allow goals. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you go against... back to the tanking, the the Sabers and Oilers, and like some of those like the Coyotes back then. I don't know. I and so my point is, I don't think Calgary could have easily tanked, even if they wanted to. Like, I think they would have literally had to trade their whole team, and then like, well, how are they hitting the floor, right? So I don't know. It. it I don't know. We've been ran- I've been rambling about this enough. I, I had a lot of thoughts. But yeah, on that it, made me know? think about the, the the Sabers when in the. Oh uh, yeah. What was that? The fourteen or fifteen, sixteen Sabers. Uh, 14, 14, 15 Sabers, where they traded Delorean. their goalie because they traded yeah. their goalie because he was too good. Don't you remember that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then they and then they're they're oh man, what a legendary season. Let and me go back. Trade, I'm gonna... Was Ryan Miller traded that season? I you know I am not <laughs> sure. I, fourteen, fifteen Sabers. I'm gonna pull up their defensive combos at even strength. Oh uh, yeah. Let me pull up. Let's just see. Shout out to the Sabers fans who went through that and enjoyed it. Um, their top pairing was Josh Georges and Tyler Myers in Portland. Oh yeah. And Georges then, is and, a, a and slept on their second. Player. Their second pair, I think, was Zadorov and Ristolainen. Oh yeah. <laughs> and their third pair was someone named Mesa Rose and and then Mike Weber. Um, I think this is just based on even strength play together. Oh, and is that Neuvirth? Josh Georges and Tyler Myers, they played 600 minutes together and they had an they had a Corsi 4 percentage at 5 on 5 of 33%. <laughs> <laughs> it's their top pairing def- even strength def- oh, defense. Oh yeah. Defense. So my point is that you kind of need that's your that's your goal, right? If you're tanking is is like if you're properly tanking. Now, I actually think the Sabres just they what they did it too well. I yeah. think the Sabres did it to the point of completely ruining their team. So the Oilers did to an extent as well that you can't ever you dig a hole that deep. You're, to it's, be fair, it's, they did get Jack Eichel out of that, but yeah, and the Oilers <laughs> got McDavid. Um, and I don't know, did the Avalanche in their 16-7 season get anybody? Oh, they got McCarr. Was that the McCarr season? Uh, um, yeah, when they were when they yeah. were legendarily yeah. Is that they lose that... the lottery. I like like Nathan McKinnick talking about. It. He's like, we we go through this and then we lose the lottery, yeah. and then it's like they pick some <laughs> random kid from the AJHL, um, <laughs> like this like junior B league. And they're like they're all like, what in the world are we doing here? And then it like turns out he's like a generational defenseman. And... I know. So that's my whole thing about. I think a, a a team needs to like you're shooting for that that those buffalo teams what when you can have Myers, Zadorov, and Ristolainen in your top four like that I mean it's almost it seems unfeasible that they could get those kind of players but that's how you tank that's right there. that's like and then their goaltending was actually I think their goaltending might have been still kind of okay we've been rambling on on this uh, uh, about this enough well, I'm trying um, to see I I think the Kachuk trade is fun I think that um there was a ton of reactions I it kind of just like took me it didn't quite hit how big of a trade it was because I was kind of so caught up on evaluating or trying to figure out what was going on with it. But like, I don't know when is there? What was the most recent trade that was as big as that in the NHL? Um, like, I mean, because that's like two hundred point players that you're trading, right? I mean, like Huberto had. I mean, I'm just saying from the narrative standpoint, like Kachuk had like a hundred points. Yeah, I don't. Year. I don't. So that's know. the thing I think like really like tilts people to like, oh my god, like. 
points aren't everything, y'all. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. We could. Yes. I. I got a. I got. I kind of. Well, Josh is getting fantasy projections on the brain. But now. I, I no, think I, that's <laughs> why. That's why. Like I, from a mainstream, it seems so. So big but like let's say looking at the guard projections next year and again you don't necessarily look at these like in some concrete but like matthew kachuk's projected at like 15 gar yeah and then like the two huberto and Uyghur combined are like a little over 16 like yep it's fairly even right now and then kachuk's much younger and is in his prime and the yeah. others are going to age out so like yeah it starts to make sense here yeah, I I don't know. It 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 was fun, but I think what the last it, it had to be what Subban Weber. I mean, that's probably like, yeah, I right. Think like something like that is kind I don't know, of what trip, I'm thinking. The, the three way, uh, the the triple trade with uh, what Colorado, Ottawa, and Nashville, right? That oh, was, Mark Stone. Mark Stone. That was a big move. Yeah, Eichel um, was pretty big, I guess, but like not really in the I don't know. Yeah, Eichel for well, talk. Yeah, right? Again, and, we're not talking about like players for players, like going back and forth, like really good players. Yeah. But also, I want to just that that reminded me of Mark Stone's eighteen nineteen season, just absolute bananas. Like, just he was so crazy good for Ottawa on like such a bad team, and it's really funny. Like Mark Stone, I hope he's I hope he's healthy next year because it, we it's been a while since we've had like it feels I like feel it's like been Vegas a while. Hopes he's just not healthy for the whole year until the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean. They didn't make the playoffs last year, so you think they're gonna? I guess they were really injured, and they traded Pacioretty, yeah, uh, for like nothing. Yeah, the, right? the fall from grace for the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, is, uh, you know, it's been it's been it's been quick. Um, uh, anyway. Heavy is the crown. What is the <laughs> what's the phrase here? I'm trying to. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, they didn't win a cup. So what else? What else did? Oh, Puyarvi signed. Puyarvi. Right? Still think he's gonna well, get we're traded. We're talking about like yeah, we're talking about like RFAs that like had a whole sort of like holdout type of things going right, like Puyarvi. Yeah, doing the one year, and then Dubois, Dubois signed his qualifying offer, right? Um, e- was that what it was? I'm I'm already losing track. I think so. Board. Okay, yeah. I think he just chose to sign the qualifying offer. Um, and then Sean's Sean's guy Dan Heinen signs. Uh, Bruins legend. Yeah. Um, who else? Oh, Nino. We didn't really talk about. Oh, Nino. yeah. I don't um, know why another team didn't give Nino more than that. Because he signed. Well, I think four... he wanted to sign with Yossi. That's right. Yeah, I I think so. Yeah, he signed a four by four with with Nashville. Right? Do you want to sign with New Jersey? Uh, I why? Well, wasn't there there was some, something that came out sure? like Yossi that Yossi called? Oh, yeah, like called him or something. Yeah. I think. Um, I'm yeah, that sure. came out that like Yossi called Niederreiter and basically kind of convinced him to sign with Nashville. Yeah, which doesn't make me happy because I don't want to watch Nino in the pre- on the Predators against the Wild next year. Mostly because I don't I don't know I. I, I always used to get mad at, at or annoyed at Nashville fans booing Ryan Suter, like even well into his. I think they. I, w- I asked the question if, if if Nashville fans still boo Suter on the Stars, um, because it was. I don't know. Do you know anything about this, Sean? You no. know what I'm talking about. Well, so, so Nashville fans for the entirety of Ryan Suter playing for the Wild, they booed. But him. like, do you think I'm watching the Minnesota Wild? play Nashville Predators. Yeah, of course. Yeah, why not? No, yeah. Absolutely not. And then do you think I'm going to watch the Dallas Stars? <laughs> one of the league's well, most boring teams. <laughs> hey, they have Even more it. boring than the old Hey, I thought you liked teams. Jason Robertson. Yeah. I do like Jason. And I hope that like maybe somebody offers sheets him. Maybe the Ducks <laughs> will offer sheet. Well, no, then I have to stay up late. Maybe I don't, um, but the thing is with Robertson is the stars have a bunch of cap. Yeah, space. the stars are they don't they're, so they're gonna of, match whatever anybody can offer. They, sheet they got man. some offer. Well, sheet on I, her, I, I heard that 
there, there you might hear? be a deal in the works. Oh, get out of to here. To send Jason Robertson to, <laughs> to the Toronto. <laughs> no. For, to play with his uh, best friend, Alex Austin Matthews. And Justin Holt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, to get back to this, Sean, I know you don't care, but for, I don't know, however long Ryan Suter played for the Wild, uh, whenever they were in Nashville, whenever Ryan Suter touched the puck, Nashville fans booed him, and they did it the entirety of him on the Wild. And my question was, because I also didn't watch any Stars uh, Predators games last year, is did Nashville fans still boo Ryan Suter when he was on the they Stars? They probably did. And I think that the answer was yes. That he was still getting booed by Nashville fans. Um, I don't know why I even like hold this. I used to get annoyed. And this is, mind you, this is back in like our hardcore This is me being fandom. irrational, but my irrational kind of unconscious response to Nino signing with the Predators is that's annoying to me because I don't like watching the Predators, <laughs> um, which is I don't even care anymore. That's my kind of initial reaction to that. Uh, so I don't really, I don't really, I'm not excited for Nino on the Predators, but I'm glad that he got a deal. Uh, I'm not really, I don't know. I don't think the Predators are going to be particularly great next year, right? They'll probably be fine. I guess they'll be okay. They'll be okay. They got Forsberg and Yossi back and they added Nino. I don't know. The thing about the Predators, I think in my head is they're kind of like the Blues. Like they're just going to be like there, there and kind of good. I mean, they're not as good. They haven't been as good as the Blues. No, I, mean, I know they have a couple years. Honestly, I just don't really follow the that anymore i don't know why what you don't follow what anymore well those like <laughs> i don't know i just don't i didn't watch a lot of like blues or predators games last year yeah the blues kind of bored me after they well, lost it's also Beach kind of annoying like, after seeing, they, well like like granlin mikhail granlin used to be like he was such a fun player to watch and then all right, just, we're, sorry anyway. we need to stop talking wild here sean is nodding anyway. off so we're also uh, <laughs> also there was a funny discussion about Ju- dustin brown oh yeah getting a statue outside the what is it crypto Wait, is, is he Dex- actually getting oh crypto.com or whatever wasn't it the Staples Center or something? I don't know. Didn't they rename it to? I thought it was Crypto.com like crypto. Arena. Yeah. yeah, which is such a terrible name for a stadium. Anyway, I, I mean, is there a worse name than Crypto.com Arena? I feel like Guaranteed Rate, the Chicago White Sox stadium. At least um, it wasn't a crypto website. I I love the Guaranteed Rate Stadium. Yeah. I don't know why. I think that name is so funny. Uh, now we're off topic, but uh, well, there um, was a. I remember there was. Are, a, is Dustin Brown actually getting a statue? Yeah. Oh, they're building one for him. Yeah, they said that. Are they building one for Kopitar? Well, probably. I don't know. They should. They should. Wait. Oh, Brown retired this year, right? Yeah, that's he did. why it was going around. Yeah. Okay. They should but, uh, um, put a Brent Seabrook statue outside Amelia Arena in Tampa. <laughs> in Tampa. <laughs> oh wait, they didn't win the cup this year. <laughs> no, they didn't. Anyway, I was just gonna say that I don't quite think people understand that Dustin Brown like was really good. Oh like, yeah, I don't. This is something that, like, I think, I think, because he had this no, like I, reputation I, as a pest. He was, he drew more penalties. He was the literal god at drawing penalties. Yeah, like, there was no one, no one, no one but he, in the honestly, history. I mean, those Kings teams. I actually think that Brown may have been the second best player behind Kopitar on those Cup teams. Like maybe Dowdy. I, I, I think they're close. I think that you could say that it's like Kopitar, Brown, and Dowdy. I don't know who else is above Brown, though. I mean, like, other than Kopitar and maybe Dowdy. Ob- obviously, Kopitar is number one. I don't think that that's... Well, and that's well, the thing. is if had Jonathan Quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. But okay, if Brown quick. is getting a statue, then Kopitar needs to be in front of Kopitar his statue. Kopitar needs to get a, a <laughs> twice as big of a statue. <laughs> I want, like, yeah, big, like, Paul Bunyan statue of Kopitar outside of uh, Crypto.com. Yeah, and we haven't talked about Ante Kopitar in a while. But I love Ante Kopitar. Yeah, Kopitar was always one of my favorite players. He's still good. He's, he's still good. <laughs> 
And no one talks about it. Nobody talks really talks about Kopitar anymore. In, I think in career gar, Kopitar maybe like Isn't this third. an off year for him though? You know how he goes like up and down. He does. He does. He up does and down. go up, up, up and down. Is this one of the Co- off years? I don't know. I can't remember. Let, let me, me go, do, let me go check evolvinghockey.com. Yeah. Let me go look at the, the gar and X Guard charts. I'm, I'm also going to check uh evolvinghockey.com. We'll check total gar then. All right. We should probably X-Gar. this will be the last thing we do because I think we're getting a little close to time here. Yeah, we sort of are. Okay. Top gar since two thousand seven. Kopitar is third. Yep. Behind Crosby and Pavelski. Yeah, he he's got the jigsaw going. Yeah, every other year it's off year. It was an up year this year, it's, this last it's still season. So insane to me, Datsuk is still fourth in overall gar, and it's nuts. And he only he played less than six hundred games. Where's the Datsuk statue? I mean, yeah, do they have yeah. one at Little Caesars? I doubt it. That's I mean, another. That's another funny stadium. Little name. Caesar, yeah, Little Caesars is palace. It palace? Yeah. Little Caesars Palace. <laughs> well, they have, they have, um, they have like minor midget teams there like it's like a hotbed for for hockey yeah um like they have like the little caesars teams just just fyi it's it's cool oh cool (laughs) well like i don't know i'm trying to think of like some players that played for them oh arthur kaliev comes to mind yeah um he played for little caesars it's just i don't know just yeah, yeah just a little interesting. Anyway, did you have a total X car, bro? No, I don't have total X car. I'm assuming that it's close, though. Where? What are you doing? What were you looking at? Well, he just Kopitar has had. He's been an up and down. He, I mean, he's been really oh. good. It's just one year he'll be really up, and the next year he'll be only yeah. a little bit up, and then it kind of alternates. Yeah, it's the. But like, I mean, he's up. been. Um, Kopitar, Kopitar is fourth in Xgar overall. Yeah, it doesn't when you when you have the sampled out big the Xgar and Xgar are pretty close. Yeah, um, they do tend to even out. They over kind of large enough. But Stamkos pops up in, in yeah. overall. Uh, I'm trying to think where Brown is in this one. Um, he's still probably pretty high. He drops in the X in the Xgar uh, approach. He drops down to like close to fifty. Speaking of 50th. dropping, like we got listeners dropping like flies. I know. At this point. Anyway, the one thing was <laughs> Brown was also very good in the power play, and I don't think people really. So that's enough. I don't actually really care about Dustin Brown. Um, I don't have any. I just mostly that I think it's other than he was the best to ever yeah, draw penalties to ever draw penalties to ever, and he was also very good offensively and not very good defensively. But that's fine. Anyway, that's enough. Uh, we're we still. I mean, there's still like. 182 players on sign that we projected contracts for. Um, so there's still a lot of players out there. Now, granted, there aren't as many high profile. There's Kadri still, right? There's Klingberg, Robertson, Robertson. There's some a lot of RFAs, but I think all the UFAs that are like over four, like over four million or something, are all. Let me go really quick. Check that, Sean. Can you think of a player that is UFA that's that I, I didn't mention? No. All right. Cool. No. <laughs> Well, Nick Deloria got scooped up immediately. <laughs> he did get, he did, yeah. Good Branson. Oh, Ber- Good. Bergeron. Bergeron. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm still holding yeah, out well, for Bergeron we'll signing with the oh, Wild. Giroux signed with the Senators. Yeah, That's he, right. Yeah, Giroux. Um, I forgot about that. The only other uh, the other players that are like, yeah, we're, I, I'm, we're down. I'm, I'm uh, operating under the hypothesis that Bergeron and Krejci have signed and it hasn't leaked. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. The only... The, there's only three players we project over four million right now, and it's it's Kadri, Bergeron, and Klingberg who haven't signed. And and Bergeron is going to ruin our model anyway. Yeah. So I'm not and even. Klingberg really... changed agents. Did you see that? Oh, did he? Today? I didn't see that. He dropped his 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 longtime agent and went with a new agency. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of funny. Um, I don't know. It's... After that though, it's is Subban. You think he's looking for another deal, or is he going to? I don't know because he's up. He's still Subban a... should be like he's got to be on a broadcast somewhere. Yeah, right? but I was just curious if there's been any news about whether or not he's looking for a deal or i haven't heard his name like he um, could get picked up for a broadcast yeah, i think people were like making rumors that he might go back to montreal oh, okay that that was like shut down oh so that would be like it'd be nice to see him retire in montreal yeah just yeah of the impact that he had on the city and his time there yeah 
We, you know, we still have them projected to be like paid pretty well. I mean, like it's not going to happen. We have him like a three by three point five or something, which he's not going to sign. I mean, that. Subban was really, oh, really, yeah. really. But good. then after that, it's Stastny, Rodriguez, and then we're into like you know Koskinen, Dehan, you know Getzlaff. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not signing again. Anyway, okay, should we enough. should we have like note when players retire because we don't actually have any indication um, of no, player did I, retire. Yeah, I don't. I I actually I should have that. You know, we thought about making a model that's probability of the player playing next season. Yeah, I mean it's a good. Maybe idea. Maybe Josh will work on that for our fantasy projections. Yeah, that that will probably. It sounds I might, like it's gonna I, be a terrible. <laughs> like it'd just be age. I mean it, that was all. Well, yeah. no, I'm like worried about it. Like. um there being some player, yes, like maybe age, but also like I would assume you'd have some sort of performance barrier in there as well. Um, oh yeah, you'd have probably then, metrics and like and games then played gonna, time. And there's going to be like some player that like comes out of nowhere and just like puts up like 50 points, and you're like, you had a 69 percent oh. chance that he was going to retire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, it, well, no, it would be, it would be for like fantasy out. players if like say you're at the end of a draft and you're really just trying to find kind of the bottom like your bench players that you're going to sub in. Yeah, you like, want maybe some indication. You want yeah an indication of like it, okay, it would, well, is this not, the player even going to play it's next not year? Even, it's not retired. It's more are they going to have playing time in the next? It year? probably would be like a probability of yeah. like how many. Games I don't know, if like, I have I time, know. if I have time, I might mess around with that. But we've been rambling about everything too much so we're gonna i need to let sean take yeah. us take us away yeah all right well <laughs> sorry for being late this week next week we'll be back i'm not sure if we're doing one or two episodes next week because we will have a guest at least as of right now Ooh, sean's leaking it i'm leaking it well not leaking <laughs> the person but um yeah. it should be a good guest it's yes. gonna be kind of unique to our podcast so i'm really excited about it yeah and yeah so we'll be back and hopefully we'll have some things to talk about again yeah thanks sean take care yeah thanks sean